The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. my gosh, I've been listening to that music for years and I so love it. You are listening to Waking Up in America and here we are in Albuquerque at a great party last night with uh, Helen Caldicall um, uh, who, and Stanley Kramer's wife uh, was there and daughter and uh, these people are all about nuclear, stopping nuclear proliferation and saving the planet and being aware of things that are ecologically con- conscious. Um, she's written some really great books. We'll be talking more to her. Hope to have her on the air with a, in the next week or so and made a great hookup with the Kramers. Um, they're all about what waking up in America is about, about waking up, loving your planet, taking care of it, and taking care of yourself inside of a system that is absolutely designed at this point in the United States to put you down. Okay, and uh, It's really fun to hear an Aussie talk about what's going on in America and about the differences of what they have going on in Australia. So um, you can look forward to Helen Caldicott. What you're going to look forward to today is Gordon Hall. A dear friend of mine, Tad Patterson, actually has a website called You Have the Right. Tad and Randy Shannon are very much in the same alignment, and her website is 42action.org, and I have the pleasure of having... Randy co-host with me for, eh, gosh, probably three, four months now. Uh, so we're up and about it. And um, a dear friend of mine whose name I will not publish on the air, uh, I called him up. The, <coughs> excuse me, I called him up the other day, and I was horrified at the sound of his voice. And I said, um, I'll call him Harry. Harry, what's going on? I've never heard you sound like this in your life. And he said, Ah, the IRS is after me. So. We're, that's what we're going to be looking at today. What can you do if, if, if a government agency is after you? So you are listening to Waking Up in America, and we do radio dialogues on Life Today in America. And today the, my co-host is Randy Shannon. So you want to bear – I'm an Olympic torch bearer, okay? So that means I'm about Sidious, Altius, Fortius, which is swifter, higher, stronger. That's what I'm up to on the planet. So I'm drawn to conversations that are higher – than the electromagnetic little slot races that we run around in as human beings. Being a, we have to do the taxes for the IRS, and then we have to do this, and we have to do that, and we have to watch the food prices go up, and the, and the container prices shrink, and the gasoline prices go up, and then we have to cough, and we have to get chemtrails, and you know, there's all kinds of stuff that wasn't being done well, I was going to say 50 years ago, but 50 years ago, they were actually is when Stanley Kramer made On the Beach. And On the Beach is literally about the end of the world and what it's like. And um, what one of the things that Mrs. Kramer said last night was, I had no idea that these issues would still be here 50 years later. Not only are they here, they're here 
they're here worse. So this is one of the reasons why Bob Costa of the Home Shopping Network said that we are doing radio that is changing the world. So let your friends know. Invite them over. Um, they can tune into a replay of us at wakingupinamerica.com Wednesdays at 3. And if you hear a phone ringing or a dog barking or something of that nature, we're calling in from our homes and offices just all over the United States to have this program. And uh, one of the things that I really took up, my mom and dad taught me how to pray, except what they taught me was how to get on my knees and ask God for something, okay? Later on, I discovered that praying, actually in Aramaic, which is Jesus' language, actually means to go out into the world and to get that which is yours, to get your highest dreams, to get the relief you need, to know that there's somebody out there to help you. If something is going wrong, that you know something's wrong and you're not doomed to hell. I mean, I think that's rather important to know because sometimes with the number of suicides that go on about foreclosures and things of this nature, this country must feel to many people like it's hell. So my solution was to call Tad Patterson because of my friend Harry and say, my gosh, who can you get for us to give this guy a way out? <laughs> Is there a way out for him? Um, he owes $80,000 quotes in back taxes. With that, Gordon, <laughs> I introduced the solution, I got a, a brief telephone call conversation and a, 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 a call where Tad said, this is the guy. So, Gordon, you're new to me and you're new to our listeners, and I was wondering if you could give us some background on yourself. I can do that, Val. Uh, my name is Gordon Hall. I grew up in San Diego, California, and now reside in the, or located at Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Been involved in real estate development, about a billion worth from my own account over the years. I've owned 12 new car dealerships, eight public companies, started Phoenix National Bank. all sorts of cool things, and, and have done approximately nine years of prison time for the federal government. So uh, life is uh, rather interesting what an for... adorable criminal you are. Um, so tell us, what did they put you in for? Well, believe it or not, uh, let's see if we all can handle the truth. I volunteered to go to prison. <laughs> the charge was conspiracy to manipulate stock. So that's Wall Street stuff, white-collar stuff. So why did you volunteer? Well, this is a unique thing that we're going to introduce you to today, ladies and gentlemen. Every man is where he is by the law of his being. It's been said by Supreme Court Justice nominee Robert Bork, and I think Chief Justice Marshall of the Supreme Court have all both said, Everyone that goes to prison volunteers to go. Now, that really takes some interesting understanding, but when you finally understand it, the real truth of the matter is, it's true. And those that are paying taxes and everything else, it's all voluntary. And this is something that most people just almost cannot fathom. And with this set of rules that are out here in the world, there are some remedies that few ever thought available in the world today, and it's just an exciting place. 
but the reality is I volunteered to go to prison. I contracted to go, never understanding how and why until not too long ago, about nine, ten years ago, got a good grip on it and have perfected and understand it better. The same kind of remedies that give us what do you do when you have burdening debts that you can't deal with? What do you do with criminal charges? And it's said that many of us have seen the movie The Matrix. Right. Believe it or not, you know, our group, my partners and I, mm -hmm. look at Hollywood as Hollywood. Hollywood has told us in the movies what's going on. In Matrix, believe it or not, most everybody lives in the Matrix and they don't even know it. I totally get that. <laughs> well... How about to this extent? I used to tell people, we'd start out seminars, what would you think if I told you you don't know who you are, you don't know who you aren't, you don't know where you live, and you don't know your country? And they say, well, that's a bunch of crap. And then we just do a real quick question and answer. And you'll find that the answers, almost every, every layman I've ever spoken with is unable to answer those correctly. And at the end of about a five-minute little going over, they agree that uh, all their lives they never knew the answer to those, but they now know the answer. This is fascinating. This, Gordon, hi, this is Randy. And uh, I'm enjoying everything so far. I'm kind of at the edge of my seat. The, the, pri the prison part, is that because you let them have jurisdiction over you, or is it more than that? Well, it's, it's much deeper than that. It's not because you let them have jurisdiction. Consider this. Now, people really get upset when I tell them this. What if you found out, the, the, what is the problem? To define a problem is to half solve it. What if you found out you were afflicted with aphasia, the total or partial loss of the power to use and understand words? You say, what are you talking about? But in a sense, yes, you're not far off within it you grant jurisdiction, but it's, it's a little deeper, and we ought to be able to get that flushed out and at least have a good uh, framework for how do we resolve these debts and these problems with a minimal amount of pain, or actually, everybody on the planet has the ability to resolve these things with the power of the pen. You used to hear that the pen is mightier than the sword, when we get done, you should understand why. Yep, yep, yep. So, so that was ahead, really Andy. clever. You didn't really answer her question. <laughs> well, that, uh, go ahead. Yeah, what was anybody. the question again? Okay, I used to tell this to my boy. My boy would say, Dad, I don't want to ask you any more questions about that stuff because if I, when I ask you, you give me this long answer and i got to listen to it. I said, okay, I'll answer your questions from now on, but you won't understand. He said, okay. Try I'm it. walking along... I'm walking along the street, a policeman pulls up and wants to, to get in my face. What do I do? I said, simple, assert your rights. So it didn't help you a bit, did it? Okay, okay what, what was the question say? again, Randy? What was the question again, Randy? Well, I, I like what you're saying. Just get, get specific. When you assert your rights or when you, when you assert your rights, how are you getting out of it? Because I have a feeling I know, but I want to hear it from you. And when you volunteered to go to prison, what exactly did you do? And how did you get out or did I, you just do your time? <laughs> let me see if I can get the first part. Uh, how do you, what was the question? How do you assert your rights? Yes, specifically, yeah, how, what did you say to the policeman to make the police if, assert if, your rights? Okay, if I was walking, if, uh, let's, let's take an example of one of my buddies. He was sitting outside of a, 
halfway house. He was at the halfway house. He was out there with about 30 other guys. A police car rolled up and doing their job, they pulled up and they looked over uh, and said, you, come here. That's to my friend, my buddy. My buddy responds with, why are you accosting me? The officer says, I told you to come over here. My buddy says, may I see some identification? The policeman responds, this uniform in this car is identification enough. My buddy says, are you refusing to identify yourself? The policeman turns to somebody else and says, you, come here. That guy got up, walked over. My buddy goes into the halfway house building. The counselor says to him, what was all that about? He explains it. The counselor says, you got a lot of nerve. Actually said balls. You got a lot of balls. The two policemen finished there, and they walked into the halfway house building. They go to the counselor, and they go, who's that over there? The counselor says, do you have reason to believe he committed a crime? They said no. He says, well, we're not at liberty to give you any, I'm not at liberty to give you information then. And they left. Believe it or not, it's just like you were talking about, right? By, by learning diplomacy, you can assert your rights to a degree that allows you to preclude jurisdiction on yourself. Not, now, if you're out driving in a state-owned automobile, you have a driver's uh, state plate on that car, you can't use this kind of stuff. I try to counsel people, leave the traffic stuff alone. You're in a state-owned automobile. Now, there are private plated automobiles, but we'll talk about that maybe another day. The long and the short is jurisdiction is granted by your conduct and how you say and what you say. For example, uh, let's see. I could tell you so many examples of that, but let's, let's move it Pick along. Because this. Well, I was in prison. That's not a favorite. I was in prison one time. And they called uh, for Gordon Hall to go over to R&D. That's receiving and discharge. Now, going over to R&D when it's not time to leave is not a good thing. You might be served another uh, indictment. Uh, they want pictures. They just want something. So I'm walking across the compound, and it's a closed compound, so I'm the only guy walking across. And the guard comes out of the R&D to meet me. Now, I knew who he was, and he knew who I was from the mailroom, this and that. When we approach each other, he says, are you Hall, H-A-L-L? -L. I says, you may refer to me as Hall. Now, refer means to submit for consideration. He goes, oh, refer. <laughs> I said, and I said, yes. He says, well, I have three bags of property that uh, somebody left for you, which is not anything the feds ever allow but I was doing stuff in prison that was pretty crazy. And long and short is, I collected the three bags, but if he would have had somebody there to produce another indictment or something else, they would have said, oh, you're Hall? I would have said, I'm the accommodation party having a priority interest in Hall. How can I help you? <laughs> Believe it or not, and that would have precluded jurisdiction. I've gone into courts, federal courts, uh, having to be looking to do business for a hall, and by saying certain words, I've been able to walk out of there and not be arrested. And when I got out of prison, there I had I was uh, 
there were two cases of supervised release to be done. By doing certain paperwork, going to court and saying certain things, what happened there was those two cases, the term is, were set off. In other words, I no longer had to do that. One of, you, know what, you know what my favorite one is? is just one of my clients from uh, this last week, and they're on Tad's uh, testimonials on youhavetheright.com. Right. Two, two, two of my clients, ladies, this is the best one probably of all in, in a while. 173, 165, they're on probation, supervised release with the feds. They did what uh, we kind of talk about. One of them owed $3 million to the IRS, the other 200000 They caused to be sent in some paperwork to discharge those debts. In other words, from a layman's point of view, they created a piece of paper, a draft, if you will, that said it was worth $3 million. And it was sent in a certain way under certain terms and conditions, you know, with third-party certificates of service and some things that in law are requisite for success. Now, they didn't want to set off their probation yet. They weren't ready. And one of them was due off in just a few months. The other had two more years to go. And they both were, were pretty successful little ladies. They were network marketers extraordinaire. And so they legitimately from the layman's standpoint, and being a U.S. citizen, owed the tax. This is a really good one. So <laughs> now understand they're, they're now setting off their tax liability while they're doing supervised release or probation. Are they secure party creditors? Well, we'll talk about that shortly. No, the answer is no. It wouldn't be any SPC paperwork. and Just regular gals like you, me, anybody else. But having some knowledge. Now here's what they did. The, the uh, probation officer called and said, so-and-so and so-and-so, we'll call them Janie and uh, June, okay? okay? They said, the probation officer said, ladies, you need to sit down. They said, okay, we're sitting down. I received a phone call from the Justice Department today and from the Internal Revenue Service. They have requested that we revoke your probation and come out and arrest you today. Not only that, you're in violation of your, you know, your uh, probation because you didn't report these financial transactions back in, on the November report when they sent these payment instruments in to have the discharge of those accounts. So you can imagine if you were one of those ladies, your day just looks like it's ruined. And the probation officer said, unless you can give me a reason why, a good reason why, you wrote fraudulent payments. Oh, so an EFT? Is that what you used? Oh, heavens no. Don't <laughs> dare use EFT. But let's, let's, let's okay, go. I'll, I'll get you there real quick, okay? So they said, well, we've got to get rid of the guest we have here at the house. Could we call you back? The, the gal said yes, and they got rid of their guest. Then they called me and said, Gordon, what do we do? I said, okay, remember, we teach you everything on the planet is an offer. Offer and acceptance. It is said almost the whole procedure of human life implies, or rather is, the continual fulfillment of contracts. So I said, it's an offer. What do you do? 
Now remember, you sent out a payment instrument. It's drawn on a certain entity, just like any other check. I said, here's your response. Remember I told you, ladies, you've got to be a diplomat. The response <laughs> is thus, or what they did. They got back on the phone with a gal, and she said, what do you got to say you, for writing these fraudulent financial statements? She goes, well, we conditionally accept the offer that it was fraudulent on proof of claim that there has been any certificate of dishonor in writing from the drawee. That means from wherever the, the, the bank that you were drawing these supposed funds on is, whether it be the U.S. Treasury or some fictitious account or something, let's just call it that you created, but it's not. It's, it goes someplace, and I don't want to have people taking a little bit of information and go hurting themselves. Right, right, so, right. No, I get you. Okay. So what they did is said, and she goes, well, you, you can't, she goes, well, that isn't going to mitigate the fact that, and I, mean, I don't have the whole conversation well, but she said, that doesn't mitigate the fact that you didn't report this in November. What do you got to say about that? Because you're still in violation of probation. She says, well, I conditionally accept on proof of claim that a private transaction is supposed to be reported in the public. And this went back and forth a few times, and the lady, the probation officer says, I'll tell you what, I think I need to get some more paperwork. I'm going to call you tomorrow. So they got with me and learned, boned up on a bunch of conditional acceptances and things. What if she asked this? What if she asked that? And the long and the short as of yesterday, which was about, I don't know, 11 or 12 days after the incident, the two ladies have not been recontacted. Had they failed to say the right thing, and what you were kind of inferring, grant jurisdiction in that sense, they would be sitting in a jail cell right now with revoked, waiting to go in for a, some kind of a quick uh, summary court hearing to say, okay, what you're going to do is the rest of your probation time or six months or a year, whatever the judge and the uh, probation department would want to work up for them. So when you learn how to speak in America, you can do things you can scarce imagine. And that means you can set off IRS debts, mortgages, credit card payments, criminal charges, probation. You can do things as what we say, many of you talk about a sovereign. Well, sovereign is nothing more than another word for authority. You are the authority, and most people don't know who they are. They think they're a, a Ginny or a Sam or a Gordon. Those are merely names. Hey, hey we're going to take a break here, and you're, when we come back after the break, Gordon, you're going to tell them to know who they are, okay? So, mm -hmm. uh, Randy, I Great know stuff. I know you'd love this guy, Randy. Yeah, uh, so I just could sit here for hours and listen to all of this. So. Yeah, totally. So Randy and I are here to do that. And one of the reasons we get to sit here and listen for, listen for hours is that we have actually some, some terrific sponsors. So, uh, dear listeners, it's Randy Shannon, Dr. Val Kirkgaard, and Gordon Hall, and we're talking about knowing yourself. And he's going to tell you how to know yourself after the break. So... Uh, first thing we want to do is thanks for Jason Winter Tea. CW brought this wonderful company over. I love the stuff. Sir Jason Winter Tea actually strengthens your immune system. And the guy that actually developed the tea, um, he actually cured himself of some rather nasty things that were going on in his body. And um, 
<laughs> some other time I'll give you the gory details. They were actually getting ready to cut out his tongue. That was the doctor's Ooh. solution. His his solution was um, to put together a tea that cured that situation. Protandin, um, while I'm talking about these things, you can hop over to the website at wakingupinamerica.com, and you'll notice these um, listed on the right-hand side of the page and also a few things on the bottom. Sir Jason Winter Tea, as I said, that's one of my favorites. Got it here this morning. I love the peach. Protandin. Uh, stuff that cost me like 50 bucks a month it takes my blood back to the age of 20. And by the way, it's um, what do you call it? It's holistic. It's um, it's made of all natural ingredients. And if you go over there and click on the Protandin link, and you decide that it's for you, and uh, it lets me get up at this time in the morning and be perky after wild parties at with Helen Caldicott and all the group over at Jan and Jerry's house last night. And Eileen Proctor, thanks for putting that together. So these things go together. If you notice, I have a lot of things for like supporting the body and things of that nature. Well, of course I do because I need that support at 72, and that's how come I sound so sassy and cute right now. So we also have coningcompany.com. So if you've got any um, stuffiness or um, sinus problems or stiff neck or um, hearing difficulties or things of that nature, uh, go to Conning, C-O-N-I-N-G-C-O-M-P-A-N-Y.com and uh, check it out. It's a 5,000-year-old process, folks, and it works. So there you go on that. MSCO, Emergency Management Solutions, that's CW right now, somewhere out in the world. Randy and I are got our fingers crossed for what's going on with him because we haven't heard from him in almost a month. So what he does is he delivers um, products or um food and clothing and things like that to areas that are distraught in the world, and there's a lot of distraught stuff going on in the world right now. Uh, our own Randy Shannon, you've heard her a couple of times here. Her action, her site is actually called 42action.org, and you're just going to love what um, she does too. She's <laughs> bright-eyed and bushy-tailed right here with our <laughs> guest today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Very excited. 42 Action is you know, not anti-government, but it's anti-corruption in government. So two different things. There you go. Uh, t- it, absolutely true. So Stardoves, um, thank you, Ra. Um, click on Stardoves. It's Marketing with the Stars. And Marketing with the Stars will send out absolutely great uh, your your. Internet advertising and a fabulous price. I've been working with Raw for years, and he's totally excellent. Um, so click on that link and check it out. Now, right here in Albuquerque, we have a dear friend. His name is Jim Thomas. He and his brother John actually own El Pinto Restaurant, which is a destination restaurant. If you take a look at what's over there, you'll see that this restaurant's been around, I believe, over 50 years now. Started with by their dad. Okay, but you may even be more familiar with. El Pinto, um, El Pinto Salsa, which can be found in your Ralph stores. So they've got this stuff going worldwide. And one of the privileges of being a talk show host is that you get things sent to you. And I get El Pinto Salsa sent to me, and I love this stuff. So then there's good old drvalerie.com. Would I ever talk about myself? Only a teeny bit. Come on over. Check out my website. I do an emotional clearing process that actually... Um, 
I will say that works best on post-traumatic shock syndrome. I can actually remove the electrical charges that make people um, have reactions because their energy is still trapped, and I can release that, and I can give you a sample of that. If you call me at 310-455-8623, that's 310-455-8623. And then we've got Mr. Tad Patterson, <laughs> Mr. Tad Hello. Patterson, whom I called, and I said, hey, I need some help, and he goes, and he tells me the person, you know. So, uh, and the person we have on the air today. So how about that, Gordon Hall? So go over to youhavetheright.com if you want to get in touch with Gordon, and I'd be crazy if you don't, if you've got any situations like this going on. Go to Tad's website, which is youhavetheright.com. Um, you can send an email to val at mailhouse.com. Um, be sure you let him know you heard about it on Waking Up in America, okay? And then we have... Um, Linda Caymans, and Linda Caymans, bless her heart, she actually does she does a hair treatment. If For any of you that have your hair is thinning or any of you who think your head might like a good rub or a good vitamin thing, something of that nature, you know, a contribution, um, you walk into her shop and when you come out, <laughs> you are on cloud nine. <laughs> and uh, feeling terrific. And the woman that her, I want to call her assistants, they're more like partners, Toby and, and Linda will give you an experience that you will not forget and you will try to figure out how to get back there again and again. So here we are. We promise you <laughs> that, that uh, Mr. Hall here would um, give you who you are. And you're on the air with Randy Shannon and Val Kirkgaard. All right, Gordon. Let us know who we are. Yeah. Well, let's see if we can get you there. Let's start with you, Randy. Let's do these. I'm going to ask you four questions, Randy, and you give us the answer. Who are you? Well, you can be a smart-ass Randy, too. Okay. Well, I'm not who the government says I am. My birth name is Randy. I won't say my name on the air. Okay, that's enough. You answered the question, Randy. Now mm-hmm. we know Randy does not know who she is and who she isn't. Where do you live, Randy? <laughs> uh, I live in the country of Florida. Okay. And what is your uh, country? Hmm. Well, I said Florida, and then we're in the United States. So you're tripping me up. Go ahead. <laughs> well, go on. You tell me. Are you in, are you in the United States or not? Is your country uh, United States or not? Yeah, it is. It's a republic. Okay. Lower. Hold on Lower here. Case. We we yeah, got Randy to answer all the... We obviously know Randy doesn't know know her country, so let's do this, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You're going to like this. All right. I knew I now, wouldn't win I, this. I said, I said most people are afflicted with aphasia. I asked Randy, as I would all of you, who are you? I didn't ask you your name. So we're going to have a little fun here, and let's see if we can get Randy to know who she is. Okay. The definition of who out of Webster's Dictionary is what or which person or persons. I asked Randy what she is, but she, heard, she thought she heard me say what's your name or something else described that I'm a child of God or whatever else you know, that people do. But if you know who you are, it will be like God at the burning bush when Moses asked, what God shall I send me? I am that I am. I'm me. 
Remember, Randy, uh, do you believe in God? Yes. The Christian way. So you know that the, you're that spirit inside the body. When the body or that physical vehicle that your spirit rides around in dies, does your spirit go someplace? Yes, I believe so. I also agree with that. So technically speaking, and technical means according to rules and standards, you're not that body but merely the spirit in that body. Is that a fair characterization? Yes, yes it is. So now you know who you are. You are who you are. I am that I am. Now, I, I could have said, what's your name? And you would have said, Randy. Let me ask mm-hmm. you this, Randy. How many names do you have? Uh, well, by birth, I was given I didn't three ask names. You. Randy, Randy, I didn't ask you by birth. I asked you how many names you have. See, Randy has a lot of aphasia. She doesn't know the meanings of the words. I'm, I'm going to say. I know, I know. Randy. It's really fun. It's usually on me, and I'm enjoying it. It's on somebody else. <laughs> and I'm wishing it was on you, Val. I'm going to say one. <laughs> one. Okay. Um, does, your, does your boyfriend or husband call you honey or sweetheart? Uh, yes. Do, do your children call you mommy? Does your ex call you you know what? And mm-hmm. uh, do, do, are you called Randy and Baby Doll and about a hundred different names that you could come up with over the years, right? Yes. Because a name is a word. A name is a word by which a person or thing is known. And a word is a speech sound or series of speech sounds that communicates a meaning. So are you a speech sound? No, I am that I am. Now that you know who you are, that the name Randy is just something you use, and mommy, and sweetheart, and if I were to call you, walk along the street, and I go, hey, babe, and you turn and go, yes, then your name is babe. But if you Hmm. ignore me, I guess you're not babe. So, you getting the drift? Gotcha. Now, Mm -hmm. you might think that, you might, everybody might think this, oh, you're being technical, and this is silly. Like I told you, unless you speak law diplomatically and understand a few basic words, you go to court, policeman stops you, you're not even talking the same thing. You don't even know what's going on, and you won't know how to assert your rights. So now we know. Would you not agree with me, Randy, that you are that, that the correct answer to who you are is I am that I am or I'm me? Would you agree with that now instead of Randy or Gordon or Tom or Jane? Yes, I would. Okay, now she knows who she is. If a policeman were to come up or a process server and come up and say, uh, are you Gordon Hall? You know, just like the guard did, are you Gordon Hall? Well, for the purpose of receiving three duffel bags full of my buddy's property that he left me, I am Gordon Hall. For the purpose of receiving an indictment, absolutely not. And I can't say I'm not. I would say in that case, I'm the accommodation party having a priority or a paramount security interest in Gordon Hall. How can I help you? And believe it or not, it's going to make a difference. Let me tell you one of my favorite uh, stories on that. A buddy of mine, uh, Greg So-and-so out of L.A., and he's on my programs, and Tad probably has his testimony on youhavetheright.com. He was, he, he was, he's a, he's a, a cocaine dealer, got busted. He's retained me to take care of his business and teach him. He does something in court. Long and short is there's an arrest warrant out for Greg. 
Greg's driving along on a cell phone in California. That's uh, improper. He gets pulled over. The policeman asks for license and registration. Greg gives it to him. The policeman come back, comes back and asks, are you Greg so-and-so? He says, I'm the Paramount Security Interest Holder in all property belonging to Greg so-and-so. That's an offer. Remember I told you, the whole world's offer. The policeman offered, are you Greg so-and-so? Now understand, identify means to make the same. The only one that can possibly identify you, Randy, because you're a spirit, is you. Mm-hmm. Now they might be able to say that body used to be called Randy, but it's also called Mommy and Baby and how many other Randys are there? Mm-hmm. Hundreds okay. or thousands. So you're the only one, ladies and gentlemen, that can identify yourself or make yourself the same as a name when offered. Greg so-and-so. So the officer came back. Are you Greg so-and-so? He responded that. Then the officer countered with another one. You are under arrest. Greg said, I conditionally accept that offer on presentation of a genuine charging accusatory instrument for my inspection so we can resolve it. The policeman went back to his car, came back about five minutes later with a made-out arrest warrant. Greg endorsed it, returned it for set-off. policeman let him go on that charge. What do you mean he Unbelie- returned it for set-off? Well, when the policeman, uh, when you're given an indictment, it's a bill. Most people don't see it that way. They don't understand it. What do you do when it's a bill or a check? What do you do when you've got to cash a check? Don't you turn it over and endorse it? Right. Okay. It's a long long explanation about all this, and we're not going to get to where we need to get, but just picture this. So that's one of my best stories I've ever heard on, and I could, and on youhavetheright.com, there's a bunch of testimonials. You could go on to talkshoot.com, put Gordon Hall in the ID number bar or 91191. Right on the right side. All they have to do is go in there and click and they get you. Okay, good. Then there's, I've got dozens upon dozens upon dozens of success stories, people indicted, charged, drugs, you know, murder, you name it. There's not a case I can't win if the client will do what he's supposed to do. Long and short is, when I said you don't know who you are, when, when someone comes and says, are you Gordon Hall, or are you Randy so-and-so, or are you Janie so-and-so, you better have some words that do not grant jurisdiction over your body or your person. So now you know who you are, Randy, and you now know you're not Randy. Because, and what does your dog call you? Woof. Now, when, when you, your, your dog says, woof, woof, you go, what you need? Woof, woof, oh, you want to go out? Woof, woof, you know, and you let him out. I mean, people talk to their animals, and it's cute, and they do that. But when you drive down the street and every other neighbor dog is yelling your name, woof, 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 you don't stop and see what he wants. You can choose whom you're going to do business with, but you are required to be courteous and professional as a diplomat. So you can't just ignore policemen and those kinds of things. So now you know who you are and who you aren't. Would you agree now that you now know you're not Randy? That it's just a name? Mm-hmm. That's okay, good. good. Then I asked you where you lived. Okay. In Webster's Dictionary, live is defined as the mental and physical experiences of an individual. Let me repeat the question. You lived in Florida before. Let mm-hmm. me ask the question again. With that definition in mind, 
Where do you, the spirit, where do you live, Randy? I live everywhere. You live in the confines of your skin or that body, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who think that doesn't have meaning, I could tell you, I won't give you his name. His name is Tim. He's a doctor out of the Bay Area. He was going to a grand jury summons, and it was over OID stuff. Not, many, not a lot of people know, but it's IRS problems, people using OID stuff improperly. The long and the short is he was looking at going to jail. So he came to my home for a three-day, you know, people come out here for a three-day immersion program and, and learn who they are, who they aren't, how to be a diplomat, how to do. So he goes to the grand jury summons, and part of it is they want him to identify, and they say, where do you live? And he says, in the confines of my skin. And they say, oop, hold it up. They take a break. When they come back, this uh, grand jury summons had uh, four corporations and five individuals' names upon it. When they came back, they got him in there. They started asking him questions. When, they, when it was done, they had not asked a single question about any of those entities on that summons. The, the, the hearing is over. He goes back, goes back to work. Two days later, the IRS shows up at his office leaves him a little warning note, talks to him, and he's not indicted. He was able to deal with it as a diplomat, and it doesn't always work for everybody in that exact specific situation, but when you learn to speak law and diplomatically, you will find that government adheres to a set of rules you cannot imagine. And what I contend and I tell people is, this United States government is the most perfect government on the planet. It, in fact, is perfect. Now, I know you're going to say, what? <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, that's because I told you you were afflicted with aphasia. You think perfect means flawless, and that is one of its definitions. But another definition by Webster's is complete or perfect. And what we teach and contend, and for you ladies and gentlemen out there, Listen carefully. This is a perfect government. They always do things correctly. Now, for those of you that live in the democracy and think you're U.S. citizens, you're in a nice communist society. And in communism, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, as it should be. And you get benefits and privileges, and you get treated good. Yeah, right. And then there's also a thing called the republic. And this government, the republic, is also the private side or the contract side. I'm sitting over here in Mesa, Arizona, in the republic. Many of you are sitting various locations in the democracy, if not most all people. Very few people understand enough of their rights, who they are, who they are, and how to assert those, and how to properly visit and talk with government and understand their responsibilities and duties that they run around whining and reviling, complaining about the state of affairs. And I'm going to tell you all, the IRS is some of the most beautiful people to work with. And I work with them all the time, and my clients do, and they are the most professional and courteous group you've ever met. I agree, by the way. The when you're living in the Republic, when you're a, no offense, ladies and gentlemen, when you're a a deficient mentally 
in the democracy and you think this and they're doing this and they're doing that and they don't have a right to do this and that, that IRS is a perfect group. They have every right to do what they're doing. You also have every right, if you know how, to handle your business. I have a set of World Book Encyclopedias. It's from the 1980s, and you have to go to older sets. They have a, they have a little quarter page on the Internal Revenue Service. And it says the Internal Revenue Service administers a tax system based on voluntary cooperation. I once had dinner with a, at a group at a church gathering, and I was sitting there, and there was a 25-year attorney, a lieutenant commander in the Navy, and I said, hey, did you know that filing and paying income taxes was voluntary? He goes, I know that. I said, then why do people go to jail for not paying? He goes, that I don't know. Well, that's what the scriptures tell you, ladies and gentlemen. Wisdom and knowledge is more valued than all the things thou canst desire. Proverbs 3.13 If you obtain some wisdom and knowledge and understand who you are, who you aren't, where you live, and your country, Randy, you actually had it the first time. Florida, the state mm -hmm. of Florida, is your country. For me, it's the... Uh, California Republic. They're not all called Florida Republic or right. this and that. They have some, some, it's, you know, a little different. But there is a public side to these states and a private side. Mm -hmm. The United States is not a state or a nation. It is a federal corporation. 28 U.S.C. 3215 subparin A. The United States is a federal corporation. And they have every right to operate and do. They stay well within the confines of the Constitution. And most people think they got constitutional rights. Wrong. You have constitutional safeguards and protections. Think about the Second Amendment. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It didn't say the people, didn't say Gordon Hall has a right to carry a gun. That was an order from we the people, we the people for all of you, was the representatives of the states. They're the ones that formed the federal government for their safety and convenience. Who do you think took Al Capone down when he owned Illinois, Chicago? He owned the state. He was bringing in at that time, I think they say it was like a billion a year. He owned politicians, killed them, and, who, and, and the federal government came in and protected the state against that gangster. This is the most perfect government we will ever in, in the history of mankind. What's the problem is not having the knowledge to deal with them causes us great heartache. And the comment about suicides, yes, it's an epidemic proportion out there. They don't even like to talk about it. You've got people flying their buildings into IRS things and people committing suicide because they despair and lose. But I'm going to tell you, all of these debts, including Internal Revenue Service debts, can be made with an ink, pen, and paper lawfully, legally, and ethically to be resolved. Oh, this is perfect. And all U.S. citizens better pay their taxes, and I'm a proponent. <laughs> now, people say, why would you say that? Because I want my contracts honored, and I want, and just like Randy, what should you be allowed to do with your property? Whatever, Whatever I want. want with it, with it. Yes, you know, you can't use your car to go run over somebody, but 
you were talking about you understand the you concept. Got one minute more here, okay? Mm-hmm. If you're going to respect, if you want your property respected, you better respect others. And the Internal Revenue Service has a right to collect their revenue from internally from U.S. citizens. It's too bad for most of you people think you're U.S. citizens and don't know. But you all you have that right to give loyalty not only to your to Florida, but you can give it to the United States too if you want. <laughs> this is this is go to the website, okay? Go to <laughs> we have the right dot com. Click on the page. Um, we're going to come back for a wrap up, but right now I just want to give you. I I don't have the the same. Um, conversation uh, that a lot of people do because I actually went and started learning this stuff when my house went into foreclosure five years ago and I'm still sitting here. I just want you all to know that. And One of the really brief things that I just want to let you know is, is that it was when I would go, I've been in court probably seven or eight times on the issue and uh, one of the gifts and I honestly don't remember who gave it to me was to tell a judge that you would appreciate it if they would follow Haynes versus Kerner. And I really want to underline what Gordon is saying when he says, you know, be the diplomat. I, and I just say be polite. And it's your honor, sir, I would appreciate this. And you ought to see how they. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you, it's not being polite. You better understand the language well, of that's law. That's my point. Okay, the point is that that you. It's not just a language, as you can tell. He's building. He's built a conceptual field. Okay, and then within that conceptual field, there are appropriate responses, and you're not going to figure them all out by yourself without help. So, um, Gordon, just quickly, do you have a um, do you have a seminar or anything of that nature coming up, or? We have a seminar coming up in uh, Portland the weekend of the 27th. Um, I'll have to get with Tad and see how what you do to sign up for it. But Jack Smith, Brandon Adams, and myself will be giving a seminar we periodically do around the country. And we've got enough new material that is so exciting no, for dealing with these issues. So uh, we'll, get, we'll get that uh, for signing up on youhavetheright.com or some information where to go to to do that, etc. So uh, another thing that a lot of people are afraid of the FBI coming to their house, I used to be terrified of the idea. But I will tell you that over my lifetime, starting when I was like 21 or 22, the FBI have been my friends. And once again, when you talk to people correctly, um, they're of assistance. I have more on more than one occasion been given an insider's way of, of um, when I talk to the IRS and really let them know what's going on with me, whether I'm don't have, you know, just different situations. I remember I was paying back some bills a long time ago and uh, that I, because I had contracted with the IRS to pay them some money on something that I owed. And then this woman says to me, she goes, you know, um, you've been really great. And um, if you, I can't remember what the words were, but if you say the certain word when you pay your last bill, we'll remove all of the penalties. And they'll give you information like that and they're helpful they're um, they're available. Um, you just have to know the structure, as Gordon's talking about. And Randy, we've got like about a minute for you to wrap up, um, maybe two, and then we're just going to thank you profusely, Gordon. I'm thanking you profusely now for for what you've done with your life and what you have to offer. Randy, what what would you like to say here? Yeah, I just I would like to thank Gordon and uh I'm gonna go to his website and check out more of his information. Sounds like something I could just put on play and listen, 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 learn a lot. So I'm excited. We'd love to have you as a guest on our law call on a Thursday night. I think you could really benefit a, a large group of people. So 
I'll, I'll be reaching out to you. Check out 42action.org and, and uh, maybe there's something you'd like to contribute there as well. We'd like to get some of your information. I'm just excited. Everybody go have a super rest of the weekend. It's just begun. <laughs> Perfect. Gordon, you got like about one minute to wrap up here. I haven't heard the music well, yet. That means we're safe. <laughs> With one minute minutes. to go, ladies and gentlemen, please reconsider your positions, open your minds, quit being a bigot, and that means narrow-minded. There is remedy for what ails you, believe it or not, mortgages, debts, criminal charges. There's a world you can scarce imagine. The matrix is a prison for your mind. Let us unlock the door and watch things happen for you. You cannot remain both ignorant and free. This government is there like you. They are so beautiful. I'm telling you, the FBI, the IRS, they are your friends as long as you know how to deal with them. Just like the junkyard dog. You know, he's, he's the friend of the owner. You can have your remedy, ladies and gentlemen, for anything out there. It's a perfect world. It is complete and whole. The private side where you belong and the public side where... The democracy lives. This government has got to provide for those that want to be on the dole and for those that want to be in the private. You can get a, you can get a hold of me through it's Tad Patterson's site, not my site, and you can get a hold of uh, me through there if you need to. There's a place to go contact if you got a problem, you want to retain us or something, and you can get a hold of Tad or just enjoy getting enlightened because and you can't be ignorant and free. The program has been brought to you by Laughing Dragon Entertainment, our radio partners, ConingCompany.com, Dr. James Murphy in memoriam, Dennis Weaver and Larry Hagman in memoriam too. We miss you. Uh, DrValerie.com and Doctor is all spelled out. We thank our producers and sponsors, Ron Hayes, our research assistant. Big thanks to you, Ron Hayes, to our team at Voice America, Jeff Spinard, Nathan Jett, Brad Comer, DeMont, and our friends at Cumulus Radio, Mike Vitale, and Ron Simon. Yeah, I love you, darling. Um, Merci beaucoup to Bent Migan for our theme music, Almost Ordinary People, which is available to you as a free gift, an MP3 download, to send me an email at val at waking up up in America.com and remember Sidious, Altius, Fortius, do a mitzvah today, give someone a boost, and uh, tell friends about us. We love you, and we'll be back again next week. And you're not crazy anymore. You've Thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. Waking Up in America can be heard live every Wednesday on voiceamerica.com and Valerie welcomes all emails at heavenincorporated.com. This is for all you knew, pouring through. Now your heart is open. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 